hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Entree Pastors podcast. My name is John Sanders. I'm here in the studio by myself again today, um, and we are bringing to you, this is going to be day one of a little three-part mini-series that I'm going to title, Challenging the Model of the Full-Time Pastor. Now, in yesterday's episode, I offered you to consider uh, a new model, if you will, of pastoring, and we talked about this thing we're calling the Entree Pastor Model, and I'm not going to go back into all of that. You can go listen to that episode if you missed it, but here's one of the big ideas that I made yesterday that I am going to just bring up again, and we'll probably say it in every one of these episodes, is that there's nothing inherently wrong with what we have commonly come to know the pastoral role to be, a kind of a full-time, vocational, professional thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Many of you are in that position right now. I've been there, done that. I grew up in the home of a pastor. Les is currently in, well, he's not totally, he is in that situation, but he also is an entree pastor because he's got some other businesses going as well. Um, but all I'm saying is we get it. Like we understand where you are. If you are in that space of full-time traditional vocational ministry, we're not saying you're doing anything immoral or wrong. What we are very clearly saying is that we've come to recognize some of the unintended consequences that this model has brought about in the lives of pastors and ultimately the churches that they're leading. I think there's a better way. I think there's a healthier way. And I think that this model we talked about yesterday, the entree pastor model, kind of addresses some of these problems that we're going to be labeling today and in the next two days to come. So uh, ultimately, we're going to end up listing five challenges that this uh, you know full-time model has brought about, some of these negative uh consequences. And I'm just going to figure out how to pack those five things into three little mini episodes. But here's what I want to talk about today. Okay. Here's one of the first things. These are not in any particular order, but one of the problems that I see with the model of full-time professional pastoring is that this model allows church members to sit back and essentially become consumers. They assume that the pastor, you, (laughs) are the primary ministry provider. It's your job, pastor. That's why we hired you. That's why we pay you such a big full-time, you know, $30,000 salary and expect, you know, 50, 60, 70 hours of work out of you each week for that big full-time salary we pay you, but it's your job, pastor. You are the employee of the church. I'm not. I don't work for the church. I'm just a consumer. I'm just part of the body of Christ that doesn't do very much. And obviously, this is so not how the church was ever intended to run, ever. Um, Where do I get that? You say, well, what if we just took a quick trip to Ephesians chapter 4 and looked at what the Word of God has to say about the role of leaders in the church, that God has given you, pastor, to the church not to do all of the work of the ministry, not to design the bulletins and fold the bulletins and clean the church and drive the bus and all the things, right? And preach and do Sunday school and do counseling and do hospital visitation and event planning and all the things. Like That's not what Ephesians 4 says your job is, pastor. It says your job, God has given you to the church to equip the saints for works of service or works of ministry, depending on which translation you're reading. Like we as pastors, we as leaders in the church are not to be the primary ministry providers. That actually is supposed to be the job of everyone else, the body of Christ, the one body that is made up of many parts. 
And this model of full-time professional pastoring has kind of said, we have one part and his name is pastor and he does everything. They do all the work, like not biblical, not healthy. And so what the result of that is, is I already mentioned, you get kind of disengaged consumers, the the body that was given by God a, a role to play. Like you are a part, you are a member of this body and you have a part to play. You have a role to play in this body. Well, you're kind of disengaged. It's lots of body parts that sit back and go, no, we're consumers. Pastor, we'll come on Sunday if the weather's not too bad or too good, and we'll kind of consume what you've produced. And we expect you to be producing throughout the week and be ready to put on the show for us when we come because we're coming to be entertained, we're coming to be fed, we're coming to be taught, and we're going to consume. You give, we'll receive. And we're not really coming to give and produce ourselves. So that's that's a big problem. Here's the other result. It, it brings us to a place where we see pastors who are severely overworked, burning out. And and the thing is, when you're when you're trying to do that, Pastor, when you're trying to do all of the work of the ministry yourself because it's expected of you, because you're the full-time guy, um, you are often serving far outside of your gifting. And, and by the way, I understand in, in ministry work, there's a lot of times we serve in ways that stretch us and you know take us out of our comfort zone. I'm not one of those who believes we should only do things that we really enjoy or that that really are you know our deepest passions. Definitely there's times we serve and sacrifice and give just as part of serving God and serving others. And yet, I also believe there's there's something to that. If you are constantly feeling like you're out of place, if you're constantly feeling like a round peg in a square hole, uh, or a square peg in a round hole, which is it? I don't know. It's one of those. Anyway, um, something's not right there because you're doing something that you really are not gifted to be doing. You're taking someone else's job. You're doing work that honestly someone else should be doing, and it's not healthy. And there's obviously something about this model of pastoring that we've built that is leading thousands of pastors to leave the ministry every single year and much of the time, they're not leaving healthy. They're not leaving with healthy transitions into something new and exciting and, and a new new season of serving God and other people. Often they are leaving the ministry wrecked, utterly defeated, utterly discouraged, sick, unhealthy. Um, there's, there's problems in this model that we call pastoring. Something is very broken about it. And I don't, ha- I don't think there's just a one angle, silver bullet. If we just fix this one thing, it changes everything. It's a multifaceted approach. But what I'm talking about in this episode, it may not be everything, but it's not nothing. It is something. It is part of this conversation that needs to be had. So you may ask the question, okay, John, yeah, I, I'm I'm tracking with everything you're saying, but how does the entree pastor model help address this issue? I mean, essentially you're talking to pastors who are already overworked, already have way too much on their plate, and then you're telling them to go start a business in the marketplace? How in the world does this help address this issue of all the church folks sitting back and saying it's the pastor's job to do all of the work of the ministry? Well, so glad you asked the question. Are you ready? This is the part that's going to get a little uncomfortable. It will force those healthy conversations to be had. It will force those healthy boundaries to be put in place that should have been put in place a long time ago, whether you're an entrepreneurial pastor or not. It is not healthy. It is not good. 
Remember Moses' father-in-law when he came out years ago in the Old Testament and saw what Moses was doing, doing all the work himself? He said, it is not good what you are doing. In the early church, they, they bumped into their, their growth issues, and, and they said, this is not good for us as the leaders in the church to be so busy doing the work of the ministry that, that we're neglecting what is really ours to do. I'm totally paraphrasing. But you guys get it, right? You've read those passages. It is not good pastor, for you to continue to play a role that God never intended for you to play. And so if you're going to go out in the marketplace and start a business, you can't do that while you're also doing everything in the church. And by the way, I'm not proposing you take a pay cut because most likely if you're a normal pastor, your pay is already part-time anyhow. They're calling it full-time, but it's not. It's probably part-time pay to begin with, Let's just be honest about that. Let's call it what it is, and then let's call God's people to step up and engage, and we start handing ministry off to people. Now, I know that's very easy for me to say that in a podcast, and uh, yet it's very much an entirely different thing to actually walk that out on the church side of things, and I've got some good news to share with you. We're not just telling you to go figure it out on your own. I want to tell you about a resource that we have available. Uh, It's been in our Entree Pastors uh, Business Alliance, kind of our lowest tier of our membership. It's been there for a while now. We created a course a while back called A Pastor's Guide to Delegation. And essentially in that course, I'm walking you through the process that I have coached many other churches through to build key volunteer staff in your church, like staff positions and volunteer positions where you are literally handing responsibility off of your shoulders onto the shoulders of capable, gifted leaders and volunteers in your church. And you don't have to have a huge budget to do this. This isn't about just go pay a bunch of people money to do stuff. This is about delegating. And as you do that, you create time margin in your life and in your ministry and in your family And now you can actually give your attention to some things that probably need your attention more than a lot of these things that you've been doing just because it's, quote unquote, your job to do them. So real quick, I want to just make a crazy offer to you. Uh, My team does not know I'm doing this, so hopefully they don't listen and get mad. Uh, But I'm I'm on on the microphone today, so I'm just going to make this offer. I was thinking about this right before I started recording. If you go to our website and look at that course, the the public-facing price tag of it is a $200 course. We take $100 off of that for anybody that's in any level of our membership, whether it's our Pastors Business Alliance at $9 a month or whether it's our Business Builders Group at $100 a month or certainly our Mastermind. Anybody that's in our membership community at any level, you have basically a 50% discount to those courses. But I'm going to make another offer. If you're sitting here as a pastor going, John, I need that in my church. I don't even know if I want to be in business or not, but I know I need that. I know I need to develop some key teams and and hand some stuff off of my plate to other people. I would like access to that course. I want to make an offer to you, okay? You leaning in? If you join our business builders community this week, and I'm only making this, I'm only going to honor this offer for this week, and you have to reach out to me directly because I'll be the one to help you get all this since my team doesn't even know I'm making this offer to you. If you buy that, uh, if you join our membership community, our business builders community this week, I will gift you that course. And I'll also give you a complimentary coaching conversation where you and I can sit down together and specifically dig into your situation and start talking about how to implement that strategy 
to build a team of key volunteers and start to build out a staff around you. You you can call it whatever you want. I called it staff in my uh, in in my church that I planted and led for many years, and it was a game changer for my church. That was a season where our church really began to explode when I got out of the way and I repented of being that traditional pastor that was doing everything and complaining about it and how tired I was, and I repented of my poor leadership, and I repented to my church, and I said, I've not been leading you very well, and some things are going to be different around here, and I'm going to, I'm going to help fix this, and we did. And we had amazing people step up and started to carry the weight of ministry, and, and our church exploded in growth after that. That was about year four or five of our church plant, and things really took off. We went into a fun season of growth as John started to actually delegate ministry to other people and got out of the way. And so if that's something that interests you, please reach out to me. Shoot me an email, john, J-O-N, at entrepastors.com. And if it's not, if you miss out on this, if you listen to this after the first week of January, uh, I'm not going to stand by this offer. But I'm just going to reward someone who's ready to be an action taker and jump in and say, let's go. It's a new year. It's a new season. Uh, Let's do this thing. So we'll be back tomorrow, and we'll keep unpacking more challenges of the model of the full-time pastor. We will see you then. (laughs) 